Support for Two Beards, Please provided by Cedarburg Associates at Thriven Financial. While others see money as a goal, Cedarburg Associates see it as a tool for serving God, family, and community. Find out more by contacting Cedarburg Associates at 262-421-5467 or by emailing cedarburgassociates at thrivent.com. Hi, I'm Nate. And I'm Andrew. And welcome to our show, Two Beards, Please. We are two Wisconsin guys with houses full of women. Which sounded a lot better when we were in our 20s. We're both married with two daughters each, and we will be getting together monthly to talk about life, tell stories, and try to make each other laugh. And hopefully, you too. We talked a little bit about some of the nerdier tendencies that we have do you want to start, or would you like me to start? Uh, I would love you to start, Nate, All because right. I would argue that my <laughs> nerd tendencies are practical, and your nerd tendencies are, well, just nerdy. I disagree, but anyway, let's, let's <laughs> get started. Bill Belichick would disagree <laughs> with you. So, <laughs> my nerdy tendency, to which you are referring, ties to my gaming weekend that mm-hmm. I have with mm-hmm. friends from college. Right. So, I'm going to go back to when I was a kid. Okay. And this started back then. We had family games. We yeah. played games all the time. Sure. All kinds of board games. We yep. played cars. We played stuff like Rook and Robbie yeah. and yeah. a game called Pit. And, yeah. Uh, a bunch did of Pit stuff. Pit had like a bell? Did uh, it did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the corner on the market, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to engage my daughters. Lynn doesn't like games all that much. Okay. We'll play cribbage from time to time, sure. but it's not like she doesn't live for games. Yeah. And I really like playing board games and yeah. whatnot. In college, I had some friends that got into role-playing games. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Specifically, Dungeons and Dragons right. and stuff like right. that. Yes. And originally, my commentary was much like yours has been <laughs> with me, and much, much, much like a lot of others that, oh, you nerds, you geeks, whatever. Until one day, I got sucked into playing a role playing game based on Star Wars. I might be able to come around a little bit on the uh, Star Wars, <laughs> so, Star Wars Dungeons and Dragons. Game. So it, it was a role playing game based on Star Wars. Right. My favorite movie of all time is. Baseballs and John Candy's <laughs> character Barf, the, Barf, the space dog, half man, half dog. Yeah. I'm my own best friend type right, thing. Right. So I took that into the Star Wars campaign, <laughs> and I played half man, half Wookie. You melded I was the a, world of Spaceballs and the world of Star, Star Wars? Wars. Yes, because oh. it was a parody of Star Wars. Sure. It was meant to be a parody of Star right, Wars. Right, obviously. So I took it to the next level in this game, and I, I was a Mookie. <laughs> a Mookie. Yeah, I was a Mookie. Yeah, dude, you're not a nerd at all. So <laughs> You created a whole new species. <laughs> So that's kind of what got me into it. But, I mean, these guys would play all kinds of different D&D modules. Sure. And they played card games, specifically a card game called Magic the Gathering. Oh, Magic the Gap. Which yep. is a fantasy-based mm-hmm. card game with dragons and vampires and right. all kinds of stuff where you battle against yep. each other using these cards. So I kind of got into that for a while and kind of got back <laughs> into that recently okay. now that I've got a little more disposable income. Uh-huh. We got into the, the role-playing games. And really, for me, it's more it's a creative outlet it's a way to use my imagination 
it's almost like we're writing this story together. Okay. All right. And there's a little bit of, you know, luck of the dice roll type of a thing, but it's kind of a, a story that we're developing together that's guided by the the game master, the guy that, that is running it. Oh, you're starting to get deep into it now. So, yeah, I, I am because... <laughs> The game master. I, I think it's important to understand that, yes, it, it is nerdy or somewhat geeky, but it's also a lot of fun. Sure. And it's fun to... I get together with my friends and play games, too, make for fun. Make the stories up. Like and, poker and... Yeah. yeah. I've played I'm poker with you before. Yeah, I know. I mean, so you have the game master. We have the... Game... Sorry. Yes, I mispronounced game master. That. Dungeon game master, whatever. Dungeon. How do you determine who the dungeon master is? Well, typically it's the person... It takes a special set of skills to be the DM. <laughs> it really does. DM, you, you, you've got to be able to spin the story. And there's a lot of prep work that they do okay. in order to craft the story. Like Right now, our DM has been Sam... I don't know if you know Sam or yep. not, but yep. he's done this before. He knows how to tie so a story those, together. those that don't know Sam, who would you compare him to that maybe people would know? Oh, boy. I'm going to say this. He's going to kill me. <laughs> uh, probably like uh, Booger on Revenge of the Nerds, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I mean, that might be a so little again, too much. That Booger on Revenge of the Nerds is exactly <laughs> who I picture when I hear dungeon master right and the people that are in your clan yeah what do you call yourselves a hoven a, a clan no uh, not nothing of okay. the above All we right. are we are just a group of guys that get together and play the dungeon master well and it's so here's <laughs> the thing we don't always play the role-playing game okay so we will occasionally play games made with miniatures so it's like tabletop strategy games okay so there's a star wars based one yeah. there's one that sam got me into called malifaux okay. which is i got into there's different gangs that are included okay. as part of this malifaux scenario and i got into the it's called the ten thunders it's a asian ninja <laughs> type group so i collect and uh-huh. build those so uh-huh. When I was in high school and college, I played somewhat similar games, maybe not to the extent that you guys do, but I can remember my brother, who's four years younger than I, uh, my brother Matt, and then our friend Ben, who's like a brother of ours. He lived with us for a few yeah. years. Um, yeah, I know You ben. met Ben, yep. yeah. We all worked on the same seed, at the same seed corn company for a couple of summers. Sure. And so we would play Axis and Allies. Yeah. Right, so that and, and we would play week long games. So yeah. we would leave a game table set up in the basement. We'd go to work. We'd come home. We'd play for five hours. So is that sort of the same? It's a similar concept. Of, I mean, it's much it's, simpler, probably version yeah, of it. Yeah, trust me, there are levels of nerdiness associated with <laughs> role playing sure. games to the weekend warriors, which we are. Sure. To what's called the LARPers. Do you oh. know what LARPers are? Uh, L-A-R-P? Live action, Live action role, role playing. Play. Yes. Yeah. These are the guys. And I'm not Make saying. Make their own outfits or costumes or whatever. And they, they get together and they do sword fighting. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like a mini run fest. Yeah, and yeah. Great if that's your thing. Sure. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying I'm not to that point. Sure. And we, we should preface a little bit of this with like. You know, like we talked about earlier, Nate and I don't agree on it much, but we have mutual <laughs> respect for each other. So yes. 
the fact that I think it's hilarious that Nate hangs out with a bunch of people and one of them's the dungeon master, <laughs> it's not like I'm really making fun of him too much, right? Well, so, I mean, if that's what you're into and it's good, clean fun and, and it gets a bunch of your friends together where you guys can, you know, talk about life and, and like... That's really what it started off as. A group of guys, we went to college together. Yeah. We, we've known each other for a long time. And our first time we did this, it was basically a big beer fest. Sure, So we right, got together. right. right. We ate a lot. We drank a yeah. lot, and it, we had a really great time. It has since kind of calmed down a little bit. Because well, you're it older. Was, well, <laughs> right. So we've gotten together, I think, seven, six or seven times now over sure. the last few years, and it's progressively gotten tamer and tamer. Sure. Uh, this last time that we all got together, I don't think anybody drank much alcohol of, at all. A lot of gluten-free, sugar-free. And, well, it, it's, it's seriously, <laughs> right. it, it's moved from you know donuts and sure. steaks and pulled pork and whatever. Right to more we've got vegetarian yeah, options yeah. now and we're getting a little smarter and again not that we're that much older but sure well and here's here's and i was i was thinking about this sort of in preparation for recording and one of the things that i love about that and because i have similar so the stuff we're going to talk about that's mine that's nerdy is not really like that but i have similar things that i do with groups of friends that have been longtime friends and so i was thinking about how to sort of compare it to like what maybe most people think about and so what i would call it this is what we call it where I go to church. It would be like a life group, right? So it's it's yeah. it's people you get together with to share the stories of life, right? And one, and so, one specific aspect of your life, right? Yes. And so you can commiserate may not be the right word, but you can talk to people who are like-minded, have respect for you, have the same values that you have. Yeah. You could talk to them about your problems and know you're not the only one that is dealing with that. Or you can celebrate things yep. with them and build a community. And so again, is it, you know, is having a dungeon master nerdy? I would argue yes. <laughs> Probably. Of course. But I mean, you know, at the end of the day, whatever you can do to fulfill that portion of your life, you should absolutely do. Whether yeah. it's dungeon master or family game night or LARPing or whatever it is, yeah. right? Any other nerdy that's it. Game tied, nights. That's it tied to the game night All stuff. Right. And All right. I think you referenced earlier this year we had gotten together in January. I yes. think you made me right. made a reference in our first one yeah. of the videos. But yeah. We try to get together a couple times a year, you know, two to three times a year with a big weekend and yeah, we really throw the six sided twelve sided dice. What how six, many sides are twenties? Twenties four yeah. sided, yeah. <laughs> Again. This is why I don't get invited to any of these <laughs> gatherings because I have no idea what you're talking right, about. Right. I yeah. would bring all the pencils though. Yeah, that would be, that would be. We've moved into some technology. I know we talked a little bit about reliance on technology earlier, but yeah, I do have now all my character sheet information on my phone versus on Man. a piece yeah, of paper. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. you do. So speaking of pencils, yeah. let's talk about one of your nerdy tendencies. So again, I would argue that this is more of a practical tendency. No, it's not. Not at all. <laughs> It's, so, it's completely impractical. So mo I, I would say most people know this about me, that I'm fairly analog, right? So I, I like paper and pencil. Yep. I, I mean, I obviously rely on technology. Part of my job deals with developing app, an app for our church and the communication stuff and that kind of thing. So, I mean, I, I live in the technology, but at the heart of me is very analog. So I, I don't talk about the extent maybe to which I delve into that analog <laughs> world with most people. But uh, those of you that have been following us for a while, especially on like Facebook and, and Instagram know that during the Super Bowl this year, 
I came down here to Nate's with my family and we were kind of hanging out and we came during the Super Bowl, but in reality we came, we didn't watch the Super Bowl. We just came for the commercials. Yeah, we were right? watching the commercials. Right. So the, the TV was out typically and... muted during the game and right. then we'd, everybody'd have to shut up during the commercials yep. so we could enjoy them. But I immediately saw during the game, pretty early on in the game that yeah. Bill Belichick had a Blackwing 602 pencil stuck in his ear. <laughs> right and i and of course in my excitement not thinking rationally in my excitement Ooh, i, I blurted it out oh bill belichick's got a black palomino blackwing 602 stuck in his ear and the look on your face was like i was like Whoa. what is wrong with you what in the world <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> we're not even drinking tonight <laughs> what is going on in that stupid brain of yours and so again so we started talking well, about thinking pencils. i was like wow it's a you know blackwing 602s have been the preferred pencil of writers and artists for a hundred years and Eberhard faber used to make them and then they stopped but the patent ran out and so palomino <laughs> bought the patent and some people think the new palomino 602 isn't as good as the original Eberhard faber 602 but most people say that you can't really tell the difference I think, it, I think it was something along something those lines. Something along those lines. I remember hearing something about the hardness ratio of the graphite <laughs> core and whatever. Right. So and, I, my eyes glazed over at one point. Right. And and we it's not like we took a screenshot of it or anything, right? Because we no. were just watching the right. we were li- watching the game. Not and it happened. It. it was literally. It happened quick. Yeah. Right? It was a camera five and it was off, right? And shot. so I think what really pushed Nate over the edge was I immediately got on to my phone, my technology, right? I mass messaged my erasable podcast pencil Facebook group. Did anybody get a <laughs> screenshot of Bill Belichick with the 602 in his ear? And how long did it take for me to get a picture for you? It was less than a minute. Less than a minute. I had a picture posted to my <laughs> in response to my question. And, and that, <laughs> to me, that that's what, not the fact that you're a pencil nerd, <laughs> Not the fact that you're a pencil nerd, even within a group of other pencil nerds, but the fact that there are so many of them and that you can mobilize that quickly to get a picture of Bill Belichick with this special pencil behind his ear. Holy cow. That was pretty it's pretty incredible it really is yeah as more and more came out that fateful sunday night about my involvement (laughs) in pencils i also divulged the information that i am part of the american pencil collecting society i don't remember that but no maybe i did maybe i withheld that information i bet you talk about that yeah so i am i am an official member of the american pencil collecting society so a little history on the American Pencil Collecting Society. You can look them up online. They don't have a huge presence online. Really? Because they're the American Pencil Collecting yeah. Society. But they do have a web page. You can get a little mm. information. You can download an analog membership request, and then you have to fill it out and send it in because you can't obviously register online. But right. You have, do you have to use a specific pencil? You have to use pencil? a pencil. Any pencil will do. You don't have to be a collector of a specific pencil. doesn't have pencil. to be a Palomino, Palomino Blackwing. Blackwing 602. No, it does not. Um, the American Pencil Collecting Society. Society started, was organized and founded in 1958. Okay. So I'm not so good with math, but that's more than four years ago. Back in 1958, these two guys got together and loved pencils and decided to organize the American Pencil Collector Society. So they were membership number one and two. Okay. Everyone else that becomes a member, you pay $10 a year membership dues, which gets you the Pencil Collector's newsletter, which comes out not on a regular basis and is mailed to you. (laughs) 
And does that make your day when that shows up? Oh man, it is like, like it is like Christmas because it's so random, and all of a sudden it just shows. Oh man, it's oh, unbelievable. Boy. So it really only gets you two things: it gets you a random mimeograph newsletter, <laughs> and it gets you uh, a membership number, okay, and a business card with a membership number written on it. All right. And the thing about the American Pencil Collector Society is membership numbers started at one, and they will go on to infinity, and no number will ever be reused. So let's say you sign up and you're member number 502 right you're always if 502 you stop, right or even if retired. even if you stop paying your dues your number's then officially retired no one else will get the number your number okay ever. so when did you join so i joined roughly two years ago don't tell me your number yet okay, okay. so you joined, I joined two years ago in 2017 let's just say let's to make math easier let's just say i joined well 1958 was 61 years yeah. ago okay so i joined in 2017 Okay, so that would have been fifty nine years after sixty ish years after the formation of the site. of the club. Sixty okay, years. Okay, so number one, number two, right? Sixty uh, years ago, number one showed up, and what do you think I am? Uh, <laughs> sixty years, Nate. That's a long time. Uh, I'm probably going to be way off on this, but I am going to venture a guess here. Okay, let me just do some calculations here. Sixty years, right? Mm, I'm going to say you're number 1,500. 1,500 is low. Okay. But I am number 2,267. Okay, so I was close. You're close. So think about that. So I went I went off of approximately 20 a year. Yeah. That's what I bought ballparked at. Right. So I wasn't far off. Right. I think probably in 1958 through 1968, the membership numbers exploded. Oh, I'm sure. Right? But lately, I'm guessing... Probably not so much. Well, I may have been, I think maybe one of three that joined this year. Well, maybe this after after this podcast, right. there mean, might be right. a few more. You should all go to the American Pencil Collector Society. So here's the thing. I've got an artist in my family. Natalie is yeah. is an artist. Sure. And she loves pencils, yeah. too. Right. You, and I, you and her have had conversations. We have had some nerdy conversations in about fact, pencils. just the other day, earlier in March when we got together, right. you were talking about pencils and uh-huh. she was geeking about pencils, yep. but... Um, I don't get it. Think about that. In the 60-plus years that this society has been incorporated, only 2,267 people That's a plus very, a few have joined. Very exclusive club. It's a very club. exclusive club. I mean, I think it's because it's so hard to get into. Yeah, I'm sure. They do have, every three years, have an, an a conference. Have you been? I have not, because I'm only, oh, I'm not in three years. years. This it. year is the conference. It is in Ashland, Ohio. You're going? No, I'm not going. That's too bad. Um the other fun thing about the American Pencil Collectors Society is it really fun? Not, yeah, I mean, I I'll be the judge. Go okay, on. what most members do is they get custom pencils made with their name and number. So it's like kindergarten, and then you you trade them <laughs> with. It's just like kindergarten, yeah, and you trade them with oh. your other. So I I randomly, much like the newsletter is random, <laughs> I get random packages in the mail. Oh, with other yes, members' is, number pencils. It's like you're stuck at age six. It's awesome. <laughs> I have a little cup on my desk with all different member number pencils in uh, it. It's so pretty, you've got Tom's pencil Tom, and Susie's Tom's like pencil number 2001. And, yeah. And I have Tom, yeah, it's pretty great. It's so pretty great. You, have you sent out I any of your pencils? I haven't got any. I want to get custom black wings. Oh, of course. Those are not cheap. They're not though. cheap. So I'm saving up. I'm, I'm going to, you know, maybe by the next convention, I can go to the next convention with a stock of custom Blackwing pencils with my number on. Uh, that's it. That's all the geekiness I have for today. All, right. I'm all geeked out. 
I think that wraps up this episode. Thanks again for listening and sticking with us. We are on all forms of social media. If you'd like to you know, please visit our website, twobeardsplease.com. Yep. It's links to all of our areas you could listen. We've got Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, uh, iTunes, Google Play. Um, Google Play. Yep. And the other thing that we really enjoy and we really, really appreciate is uh, leaving good ratings on those different platforms. Leave um, you know five-star ratings, if you would, please. Leave yeah. comments, write uh, reviews. It really helps us out. Um, the other thing we love is comments on our social media. So find us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. It's all at Two Beards, please. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. Yeah, let us know what your nerdy things that you what guys nerdy do. nerdy things you do. Because we know people out there are doing things similar <laughs> yes. or like-minded with these. Right. So come on, share them out. All right, well, thank you, everybody, again. See you later. Support for Two Beards, Please, provided by Cedarburg Associates at Thriven Financial. While others see money as a goal, Cedarburg Associates see it as a tool for serving God, family, and community. Find out more by contacting Cedarburg Associates at 262-421-5467 or by emailing cedarburgassociates at thrivent.com.